about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, it's good to be back. I've got a little word for you this morning, if that's okay. All right, take your Bibles this morning, go to Genesis chapter 3. A little while back, we taught on healing on Wednesday nights because I told you there was going to be some more stuff coming down the road. How many know that stuff's starting to come down the road already? That's why we taught on healing for eight weeks, was to get you in a position to understand what's going on, what belongs to you, so that you can walk in victory no matter what happens in the world and what's beating the news and TV and everything else. So we did that. It's online. You may need to go back and listen to that again and again and again because the, the narrative's changing and you know they're trying to shove stuff at us, praise God. So you've got to be ready. Say, I need to be ready. All right, we're going to talk this morning about something that... Uh, is very valuable in the kingdom of God. It's called faith. Uh, basically, if you want to, if you want to do the two in the, in the world today, money is the key to the economy. I mean, if you're a millionaire and you go to the store, you can buy whatever you want. You can access whatever you want. If you got a million dollars in your ATM machine, you can take it out anytime. Put your pin number in and get it out. In the kingdom of God, money is not the economy. Faith is the economy. Faith, basically, in your life will access anything in the kingdom of God that already belongs to you that's in the ATM in heaven. In other words, God has already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given us everything that we will ever need. He said he'd supply all our needs. But that still has to be accessed from heaven, and the access comes through walking by faith. So faith equals money, basically, in the kingdom of God. So the more we understand faith, the more we use faith, and some of you are learning about faith when we're not even teaching about it. That's, you know, almost said, basically, I pray now and thank God for what I did before. I was always asking for why. There's been a switch, hasn't there? Praise God. All right, look at Genesis chapter 3. Look at verse 1. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, or lest you will die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God does, not, for God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good from evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. How many of you have ever heard this story before? If you didn't, you've probably never been in church in your life, praise God. Yeah, here it is. Now, one, one thing you can do as far as your life goes, and especially biblically, is go back to see what the original problem was, and you'll know what problem you're probably dealing with now. And the devil never changes. The devil, what he used back then, is the same thing. He's stupid. He hasn't changed anything. Is using the same thing right now against people. So notice, this is called the fall. Say the fall. Now notice the fall is not mankind fell from heaven because mankind was never in heaven. 
The fall was basically our fall from our dominion, from our position, from a kingdom that we were operating in and were supposed to be ruling over. We fell from that and basically handed it over to the serpent or to Satan himself. So let's see what happened here. Look in verse 6. Why did this woman do this? Why did she do this? And the woman saw the tree that was good. Say saw. And was pleasant to the eyes. Say pleasant to the eyes. And to be desired. Say desired. All right, now why would she do this? Why would she do something like Because she went from being a spirit being, thinking spiritually, to a soulish person. And the soul is what you see and what you feel and what you hear. And you can be led by that. She was led by that. Even though she knew what not to do, she saw it looked good. It was a desire. And it's the same way in our lives right here. Whenever we're pulled into the soulish realm, you're going to end up in trouble. So the, the Bible says, forgive, forgive everybody. Well, I don't feel like forgiving everybody. You don't know what they did to me. I feel better if I make them suffer a little bit. So what do we do? We come out of the spirit realm and out of God's word into the natural realm when we start living by our soul. And this is the first time our soul basically took over. Till then their spirit was in control. They were walking with God. They were talking. It was a natural, supernatural thing to do. But once they sinned, notice they hid from God. Why? Because they were in the soul realm. God's not in the soul realm. He's in the spirit realm. So when they did that, basically, so all these things in our life that come, I mean, why would you be tempted to rob a bank because you don't believe that God shall meet all your needs according to his riches in and you see the money, and you count the money, and you think what you're going to do the money, and, and it pulls you off into a place. So there's a battle between the soul realm and the spirit realm. And when you get born again, even though you're born again, alive in the spirit, again, on the inside you've got God's nature in you, your soul remains the same. So you've got a battle, don't you? As soon as you get born again, you've got the spirit on the inside of you, the real you, it gone in one direction, but you've got your soul going in another direction. And a battle. And one day you come back from church and you heard the word of God and you're all fired up and you're walking in the spirit and you're loving everybody. And then somebody hurts you and the next day you're mad at them and you're kicking them around and everything. What is, and it's, Christianity can be like this roller coaster. I'm up Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Why is that? Because we're, we've got the soul realm here that we're dealing with. So the first thing we've got to understand about faith, faith has nothing to do with your soul. It has to do with your spirit. And your spirit only lives by the word of the living God. So if I'm going to be in line with God, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which is right alignment with God. How many of you want to be in right alignment with God? Then I'm going to have to stay in line with the Word of God, and I, I'm going to have to stay there. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what my soul's telling me, I'm going to still have to stay over here on the Spirit of God, basically, and the Word of God. I'm going to have to abide by the Word of God. Sometimes that's a battle with our soul, isn't it? All right, let's see what else happened here. All right, let's see. Look at verse... All right, look at verse 5. For God does know that in the day that you eat thereof, your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as what? You shall be as what? So here's the devil. How many know he's a liar? He says, if you eat off this tree, you will be as gods. But notice, they were already created in the image and likeness of God. So what the devil has done, especially in the church, is try to get church people to get things that God already gave them. So what do they do? They spend their whole life trying to become righteous, even though they are trying to become holy even though they are, trying to be like God even though they are. So instead of believing that and manifesting that from the inside out, they try to, in their own works, become that. 
Notice what they did. They sinned. They were afraid of God. So what did they do? They didn't go to God for help. They sowed fig leaves. See, religion's got a lot of fig leaves. It's a whole life of fig leaves. I failed. Get me a fig leaf. I sinned. Get me a fig leaf. God don't like me. Get me a fig leaf. But we walk by faith, not by fig leaves. And notice, the Bible says, and as soon as they sinned, they realized they were naked. Now, what happened? They ate off the tree and their clothes fell off? No. They realized for the first time, because they were so much in the spirit, they weren't dealing with the natural. They didn't care if they were naked or not. They were in the spirit. But as soon as they came back to the soul realm, guess what happened? All at once, they noticed, my God, we're naked. They're walking around all that time before that and didn't. Why is that? Because they got into the soul realm. So we've got a battle, basically, in the kingdom of God, whether to walk in the soul realm or whether to walk in the spirit realm. And most of the church, I hate to tell you, is not in the, in the spirit realm. They are in the soul realm. Most of the church and their prayers are in the soul realm. Most of the people for everything they want from God are in the soul realm. So what do we do? We, we try to manipulate God, don't we? We tell him how bad we feel. We tell, try to get, oh, I really hurt, Lord. I'll do this. God's not based in hurt or not. He's based in faith. He's based in believing the word of God as God has said it. So what we've got to do is learn how to line up not only with our mouth, but also with our mindset to always stay on the word of God. And when you do that, what it does, it allows the grace of God See, everybody misinterprets grace. Grace is freely given. You are freely given everything that you ever need. But the way to activate that, God gave you grace to activate that. The Bible says he's given you grace upon grace. Well, why would I need two graces? Because I need one for what he gave me and one to manifest it. But I manifest it through the grace of agreement with him. Then I manifest it through God, through the spirit of God, from the inside out, not from my own efforts. You can sow fig leaves your whole life. All you do is get tired and run out of figs. And the whole church wants to do that. We want to qualify for God's love. We want to qualify to be righteous. We want to qualify. Jesus paid it all with his blood one time. It's done. It's already provided for you. Any low life thoughts you have of yourself are not of God. It's the same devil in the garden who's telling you, if you do this, you'll be like God. If you do this, you'll be like God. When you got born again, you became like God. You couldn't help it. Your nature was stripped. It was changed. And on the inside of you today is love. God's love is peace, is joy, is righteousness, is patience. The question is, are you going to activate it? Are you going to put the faith card in and put the pin number in to get it out? Or are you just going to stand there and yell at the ATM machine? Are you following? You can't do it in your own efforts. It doesn't work out there. God did everything. We can take credit for nothing. People want to say you're in pride because you're taking credit for nothing. You can't take credit for nothing anyway. Even if you're in pride, you're wrong because you probably ain't got what you think you got your prideful love anyway because you're going to get it. See, we've misconstrued it. So basically what happened here, what he did back then, he's doing the same thing today to Christians. That's what he's doing. He's making you earn things. He's making you do things. You don't have to do that. You just have to believe the word of God. And by believing the word of God, it activates what's on the inside of you to manifest through you. Hallelujah. We sing the song this morning, Know Who I Am. But do we? I know who I am. How you doing? I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. What are you even singing that song for? So you either know who you are or you're not. But you've got to know who you are in the Bible. And the Bible thing says he has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. And you can be partakers, take part in the divine nature by simply believing the precious promises that he gave you, not by your own works. Praise God. All right, go to Habakkuk chapter 2. Yes, it's in the Bible.
page 1170 in my Bible. Of course, I write it down there so I don't look stupid up here. I can find it right away. <laughs> All right, did you, did you partly find it? If not, look on with your brother or sister there. They probably got it right aside of you. All right, look at verse 3, chapter 2, verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it shall surely come and it will not tarry. Now look at verse 4. Behold his soul which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by what? Faith. Now, who's the just? You're the just, aren't you? You were made just as if you never sinned the day that you were born again. So he says, the just shall live. Say live. Notice, you don't try faith out. You don't use it whenever you get in trouble to get out of your mess. We live our entire life by faith. Good times in faith. Bad times in faith. Mediocre times in faith. We live by faith because that continues God's grace on the inside of us to manifest things through us through the kingdom of God that's on the inside of us. Say, I'm the just. So notice that just need to be connected to the supernatural realm at all times, and we do that by something called faith. You're connected to God all the time. When you walk by faith, you and God are walking in the garden, and you're in communication and you're hooked up to the spirit realm, and your access is from heaven, not from this earth realm. Now, most of the time, the faith message comes under attack. Why is that? Because people say faith doesn't make sense. Because faith doesn't make sense. It absolutely don't, but people want to live by their senses. Are you telling me to believe I'm, I'm healed when I got symptoms in my body? I just can't believe something that I can't see. Well, do you believe in heaven? Yes. Ever been there? No. Believe in hell? Ever been there? We do, though, don't we? Well, we're believing that stuff. Then why can't we believe everything else that God has in his book? Come on now. Of what he has said over what's going on in the natural realm. So there's a battle going on every single time. People don't understand faith. Of course they don't because they're trying to understand it with their natural mind. But we're called to live by faith, not try faith out. Some people will say to me, I'll say, well, how you doing? Well, I've been believing God for healing, but he didn't heal me. Well, how do you know he didn't heal you? I mean, how you know he didn't heal you? Well, you must have quit, right? You must have quit living by faith then. Or how would you know he didn't heal you? If you're living by faith, you'd still be talking faith, and you'd still be in the process of being healed right now. See, and then we give God a timetable. God, if you don't do it by Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock, think you're putting pressure on him. He's not pressured. No. He's trying to manifest what's already in you, out of you, to get out of your life what to belong in there. But you're the one that's got to grow it on the inside. I mean, you're the one that's got to grow up. God don't need any further revelations. He's already got them, so i got to get that revelation. So I started to believe that I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Well, how can you say that? Because the Bible says, by his stripes I've been healed. How can you say that? Because I don't forget all his benefits. He heals all my diseases. And a symptom comes on my body. Now i got a choice. I can say faith don't work and stop, or I can stay in faith. And when I stay in faith then the power of God on the inside of me frees me from any symptoms, any sickness, any disease, and I continue to walk in divine health. Are you following me? Attack doesn't mean faith isn't working. Attack means you better get in your faith. It's two different things. People get attacked and they say, well, it doesn't work. Oh, yeah, it, keep it working. It's been working up till that time. Keep right on. Stand right there. Stay right there. Stay by faith. Don't change your confession just because your senses 
have told you something different. You want to walk by faith. So what is really faith for? Is it to get a new car? Is it to get a better job? Is it to get more money? No, faith is really basically the opportunity to receive the life of God that's in you, on you, and then through faith in it, you manifest the life of Christ through you. In other words, you can walk just like Jesus walks. You can look just like Jesus is. It's all on the inside of you. So I'm going to put my faith in who I am. If I believe I'm a a blessed person, then guess what's going to manifest in my life? Blessings. Can't no curses manifest. Blessings are manifesting. If I believe I'm a healed person, guess what's going to manifest in my life? Healing. But if I believe I'm sickly sometime, everybody's got to get sick sometime. Well, which man are you going to be today? You're going to be the sick man or the healed man? Which are you going to be? Well, I don't know. Only God, only God in his infinite wonders and mercy knows everything. And no, 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 no. It's up to you. It's up to you who you're going to be. It's up who you're going to be. So I started using my faith as being righteous, holy, blessed, abundantly blessed, prosperous. And you know what started happening in my life? Prosperity, health, blessing, joy, peace, power. All these things started manifesting because they were already in there. They weren't something that I prayed and asked God to get like the devil told me to. I will be as God's. No, it was already on the inside of me. And when I started agreeing with God and believing who I was, it started to manifesting from the first time. So I had grace, the free gift, and then I had grace upon grace, which was the ability to manifest the grace that he already gave me. Are you following me? Yeah. The gospel's so simple it messes us up. That's the problem. We want to get involved. We want to do something. We want to perform. We want to do, but you don't. Whenever you're performing, you're in the devil's circus. Just got you in there running around, getting nothing, going around in circles, trying to do this, trying to get that. And then if you do have a little breakthrough, you pat yourself on the back. Look what I did. No, you didn't. It was already done. You just found out that God did it. So God still gets the glory. People are so afraid of pride. Well, if you're walking in religion, you better be afraid of it because you're going to be walking in pride all the time. You think everything's dependent on you, for gosh sakes, when you can't do nothing but obey God and manifest the life of God that's on the inside of you. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, well, let's see what pride is then. I mean, if we're going to do it, let's do it. All right, look at verse 4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by what? Now notice, he's talking about two different kind of people here, isn't he? He's talking about one whose soul is lifted up, and he's talking about one who lives by faith. That means someone who's not living by faith is not living by faith because their soul is lifted up. Their souls, their senses are ruling. Their mind, will, and emotions are ruling. What they, what they feel is ruling above God's word. And since they're not believing God's word, then the only way to get to God's word is to perform to get there because Jesus can't die a second time for you. He already died once. So I'm going to believe I'm righteous. No, no there's no unrighteous. No, not none. It's in the Bible. Romans chapter 3, it's already in there. Of course, they don't read the rest of the scripture that says you've been made righteous, which is the very next one. So they stop there. There's none righteous. No, not one. So what are you going to do? I'm going to try. Try my best. I'm telling you, I'm going to try. I'm going to really struggle because I want to. I want to be righteous before God. So I'm going to try my best to be righteous, you know. And and then you come back 42 years later, and they're still trying to become righteous because they can't become righteous through their own efforts. So why didn't they just give up on day one and said, "You said I'm righteous, so apparently I'm righteous." Thank God, I'm a righteous guy. Praise God. And and people want to wonder where persecution comes. There, you start claiming who God made you, and other Christians will persecute you. They'll persecute you. You go tell them you're righteous, you're holy, you're healed, and they're going to get mad at you before it's over with because they're not. And they've been trying 42 years to acquire it, and they think they should be getting a little pat on the back for everything that they did for the last 40 years. And now you got born again, and you're going to step right into it? I should say not. 
Look at all I've done over my 30 years. I'm much more righteous than I used to be, but I'm sure not righteous yet. That's because you're in the works mentality. You're going to wear yourself out, and you're never going to get anywhere. Everything comes by faith, basically believing what God has already told us and what God has said. So you've got two kind of people. You've got one kind of person down here who believes by faith their divine nature, and more and more they're manifesting the peace of God everywhere they go, the joy of God. And there's the other ones over here who have been taught in religion who are waiting to the rapture so they can be like that. Waiting for Jesus to come back so they can be like that. So they're living like a bunch of sinner boys down here, acquiring nothing from heaven at all, just hanging on till Jesus comes back, singing, I can't wait for the golden streets of heaven. Oh, they're coming, they're coming. Because they're living in, in nothing. See? They're waiting and waiting when I die and go to heaven. Well, I don't really want to die and go to heaven today. I want to live here a while yet. See? And the years that I'm living here, I don't want to live in hell while I'm here to get to heaven. And I don't want the instant change when I get to heaven because the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is right now a new creation. So I, was, I just was stupid enough to believe that. I saw it in the Bible, said, well, that's not me anymore. I'm a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Bye-bye alcohol. Bye-bye anger. Bye-bye stupidity. Bye-bye. And all things have become new and all things are of God. So I started claiming I'm like God. Nobody liked me. People come around and say, everybody's got to get sick sometime. I said, well, that's too bad because I don't. I mean, oh, nobody liked that. Come on, all these cliches we got in. Well, everybody's got to sin sometime. Well, what does the Bible tell us? We don't have to sin. Now, let's make up our minds here. What are we doing here? Well, this person sinned in that. Yeah, but you're looking in the natural. You're not looking in the spirit realm and agreeing with God. You're looking at what's going on on the outside of you. You can change anything in your life you don't like right now just by agreeing with God. Our family's so poor. Well, just believe you're blessed and rich for a little while. Talk that way, act that way, and before long, you're not going to be poor anymore, bless God. You're going to be wondering where to pull the money you're getting in because you've got too much to spend on yourself. See? But the switch doesn't come from God. Do you understand? That's why he gets all the blame. Because God's in control of everything. And boy, he gave Mary a $1,000 and didn't give me nothing. He must like Mary much better than he likes me. I don't know what I can do. So I'm going to try to do something. I'm find me a fig leaf so God likes me as much as he likes Mary. And I'm searching for fig leaves my whole life. And I'm getting absolutely nothing there. No, because he loves you just as much as he loves everybody else. But everybody has the same access to the things of heaven. But you've got to decide whether you're going to access it by faith or not. You cannot go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth because a double-minded man receives so we go back and forth, back away. Is it? Why, why do we not agree with God's word? Because we have another evidence. And that other evidence doesn't line up with God. It's in the natural. And it's much easier to believe what you see and feel in the natural than it is something you don't see and feel, which is in the spiritual realm. So what do we do? We step back. So here it says basically uh, you've got a faith man and you've got a guy whose soul is lifted up. Now what's another name for a lifted up person with a soul? Pride. 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 Remember the time I said that, praise God, we're all righteous. Somebody stood up and said, pride comes before the fall. And got mad and walked out. What was that? A prideful person. <laughs> they were walking in what was going to fall. Come on. I wasn't walking in pride. I was walking in the truth. They were walking in pride and got mad about me being in the truth because they weren't there yet. Yeah, the pride does come before the fall. And you're the one as you're walking out the door carrying it right with you, praise God. Come on now. See, but we haven't been taught that way. We've been taught, oh, he's so great, and I'm so terrible, and he's so wonderful, and he's everything, and I'm nothing. And God never said that. It's not in the book, praise God. That's stuff that we made up, which is religious. I always say crap. I tried to stay from away from that. But since you, didn't, since you didn't get it, I did it anyway, praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So what's going on here? Basically, unbelief exalts your soul above the word of God. 
That's why the Bible tells us to cast down every thought and imagination that exalts itself above the word of God and cast that thing down because God wants you walking by faith because God wants you to have every single thing that he provided for you on the cross, praise God. And you'll hear people all the time, well, I, I know the Bible says I can, but I can't. I know it says I'm strong, but I'm weak today. I just know, praise God, that I'm supposed to be awesome, but I'm a worm today. Why? Because they've been taught that and haven't been taught out of it. So they're going to live a wormy, can't do, bad life and blame it on God and get mad at the preacher who's trying to tell them how to get out of their mess, but they don't want to do it because they don't want to get prideful. We don't want to get proud. I can't say that. How come you say you can't, you're not righteous? Because I don't act righteous. Well, you're not going to act righteous until the grace, ability of God in you allows you to walk in what you've already got. It's not your power. It's not your ability. It's got to do with God, 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 and God. And the biggest thing we got to do is stay out of the way. That's why the Bible says there's a narrow way and there's a great big way. And 99% of the church is walking in that great big way that leads to nothing but destruction. But the narrow way is the way you go. What's the narrow way? God's way. How many of you figured out whenever you go God's way, it works a little bit better than your way? Yeah, simply by believing the word of God. When you believe the word of God and go in that direction, things are going to work out in your life. You're not going to have any more worries. You're not going to have any more cares. You're not going to have this stuff, basically, because then you're walking in faith and you're believing God. So basically what we want to do is keep this, this supernatural help in us activated, this ability, but you can only do that by agreeing with the grace that God has already given you as a free gift. All right, go to James chapter 4. All right, James chapter 4, are you there? Look at verse 6, very important scripture. But he gives more grace, wherefore he says, God resists the, but gives grace unto the. So because of that, submit yourselves therefore to God and resist the. And what will happen? Now notice what it says here. He gives more grace to the humble. So we, by saying we're a worm, thought we were getting more grace because we're being humble. But we're cutting ourselves off from the real grace that comes in submitting to him and agreeing with him. And we do that, he gives us more grace. So once you start believing one part of the Bible's you, and he, and he allows the grace, the ability on the inside of you to manifest it, he gives you more grace. What for? To manifest the next thing, and the next thing, and the hope, and the peace, and the power, and the joy, and the love on the inside of you. But you can cut that grace off in pride. I'm just so weak. We never have enough. God just don't hear my prayers. I pray all the time, and he just don't hear my prayers. What are you doing? You're telling truth, that's for sure, because you're cutting all the grace off from God. God gives more grace to the But in order to find out how grace is going to come, you've got to understand whether you're humble or you're not humble. And we've been taught humility was the opposite of what humility was. So a lot of people are walking in that thinking things are happening and nothing's happening in their life. They've got no power in their life. They've got no authority in their life. They've got no anointing in their life. They've got nothing because they simply won't agree with the word of God. The Bible says the anointing which you have received of him. So are you anointed today? Or is it just the pastor anointed? 
And the deacons, are they anointed? No, everybody's anointed. Everybody that received Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, has the anointing of God on the inside of them. But if you're going to be too humble to tell people that you have it and say that you have it, then it's not going to work in your life, see? Because it's not humility to begin with, it's pride. So what we thought was pride is humility. And what we thought it was humility is so it keeps the whole church in bondage. But it keeps you coming back because sinners get guilty and they come back to church because they're guilty. I want people to come back to church because they want to come back to church. Not because you need absolution. See, walk, walk in the things of God. Get hungry for the things of God. Grow in the things of God. I want you to find out who you are so you don't do the things that you don't do because that's not who you are to be doing those things anyway. Everybody you hear claims. I mean, we've got these meetings where uh, I'm... I'm a recovering alcoholic. No, you're a recovered alcoholic if you just change it. You can be a recovering alcoholic for 42 years and never take a drink because you're still recovering, but why not recover one day because he went to the cross and paid for it already? And people are addicted. Why? Because they're trying to fight their way out of something they can't fight their way out of anyway. Addiction is God broken. So they'd be better off as, even as I light up this J. Yeah, baby, I'm so good to be delivered. Thank the Lord Jesus that I've been redeemed and delivered glory to God and sooner or later it's going to be a revelation to them and they're not even going to be able to look at that stuff anymore because they are delivered not trying to be delivered not in the process of being delivered but God has already delivered them and faith isn't in the future now faith is the substance of things hoped for the things that are not seen not seen say not seen so if your proof has to be seen see some people want faith to work before they'll believe it works it doesn't work that way. You just stay in faith and it'll work. And then when it works, you know it works and you stay in it. But it doesn't have to be proven to you. You don't have to see something to believe you're believing. You just believe the Word of God, whatever God said here. So I'm going to stand in that. And that's the way it is, praise God. That's what the Word says. Well, how can you say that? That's what the Word says. The Bible says we're ambassadors. You know, if you're an ambassador of the United States and you go to another country, start giving your opinion rather than the countries, you won't be an ambassador very long. But the whole church has their new opinions and we're rolling with the times and we're changing our rules and laws to fit society because we want to include everybody in there. We want to include everybody, but we ain't changing what God said, I can tell you that. Once the king speaketh, I mean, you know, nobody's going to unspeaketh what he speaketh. Come on. That was even the kings in the Old Testament. Poor Herod's sitting there having a birthday party and his daughter gets up and dances around and looks real pretty out there and he says, whatever you want. He said, I want the head of John the Baptist. And you know, he felt terrible and he couldn't do a thing about his big mouth. Why he was a king, he made a declaration, and he could not change it himself. Well, God ain't going to change his declaration just because we're going to pass new laws. Amen. No, his law is the law, praise God, and you're going to live by it or not. Well, I don't understand. I'm a Christian, and I've only been sleeping around doing a little bit of other stuff, and God never blesses me. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you're out there. You're in the wrong spot. You're not obeying God. Nothing changes God's laws, and all his laws are right in here. So here it says he'll give more grace. Say, more grace. All right, go to 1 Peter chapter 5. I can feel it the first time that we did that song that we did this morning that I know who I am. When it comes to the part, it says, I am holy. You keep your eyes open the first time you sing that song, people. I am holy. Couldn't even spit it out. Holy. I am rich. Couldn't even spit out. <laughs> That's the way it is. Because we've heard it so much the other direction. Then we think, well, that guy's playing a song that ain't even true. And I'm going to be humble. 
And I'm going to say I'm poor, praise God, and unholy, because that's the way I want to be. No, 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 praise God. That's not the way it works. Glory to God. All right, 1 Peter chapter 5. All right, look at verse 6. Here we go. This is the word of God. Say, this is God's word. He tells you to humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Well, how do I do that? Casting all your care upon him, because he cares for me. Do you mean when I'm in worry, I'm in pride? What? I can't be right. Because we're all concerned all the time. Yeah, what's he say? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. God's going to exalt you. How do you do that? You've got to cast all your care upon him. For he cares for you. So every time I go into worry, guess what I get into? Pride. It's hard, ain't it? It's a hard word, ain't it? But it's the word. Tells you to humble yourself. How am I going to do that? Not worry anymore. Now you're walking by faith. You can't walk in faith and worry anyway when you think about it. God's going to supply all my needs and I'm so worried. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. But we put them together like that. You don't have to worry anymore, see? Whenever you're worrying, you're trying to take care of something God already promised to take care of, and you're cutting his grace off from doing what he said he would do because you think you need a fig leaf to get it done. See? So worry's pride. We won't teach it that way. You won't hear it. They'll tell you every other sin in the world but worry is cutting you off, but it's the truth. There's no reason to worry. And you know why we worry? Because we were trained. Our parents were super worriers professional worriers they could worry when something went good because after something goes good something always goes bad you could hit the lottery and they were worried about something i mean so they trained us didn't they so we were the same way yeah i got a raise but i'm worried i'll probably get fired next week they're going to be laying off probably to get you to worry well we're the generation that's changing that so our kids don't have to worry all the time and be upset all the time because we ain't got time to worry, praise God. I mean, it wears you out. Glory to God. All right, go to Hebrews chapter 10. All right, are you there? Hebrews 10. Look at verse 38. Now the just, who are the just? They shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them that draw back under perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the what? All right, now here it's talking about the just. The just are living by faith, but they may draw back. Why would someone who's walking by faith draw back? Because they got another report, basically, that wasn't lined up with God's word, and they went with the other report and drew back from their faith and believed that report rather than the report of the Lord that they had to begin with. So, so God's not pleased. Why isn't he pleased? Because without faith, it is impossible to please God, because God is a giver, and you will not receive what he's trying to give you, and how many of you know that's no fun? He has excitement when you take everything that he's given you. He's a given you. He wants to give it to you. Now look at the last verse there. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition or destruction, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Say saving of the soul. Now for years and years and years, the church has been, once you get born again, your soul is saved. Garbage. 
Once you were born again, you became a spirit being and you were born again in the spirit. Your saved soul wasn't even touched. You save your soul by staying in faith that I am righteous. No, I am right. I sinned yesterday, but I'm still righteous. I confess that I'm righteous. I'm righteous. Until your soul starts to agree with you, the spirit on the inside. Once your soul comes in agreement with your spirit, you'll no longer have problems in that area because it's your soul and your spirit that control your body. See? And it won't feel like you're lying when a symptom hits your body and you'll say, I'm healed. And your mind says, boy, that was a lie. Ever have that happen? And when you first start out in this and you're trying to walk in divine health and all at once a symptom hits you, and right off the bat, boy, your soul gets involved. Don't you say you're healed because you are sick. And your emotions say, feel that, feel that, feel that. You're sick. I'm telling you right now, you are sick. And the devil comes and say, don't you dare say you're healed, my God. You're, you'd be an embarrassment to everybody. You're a dirty liar. That's what you are. And your spirit man the whole time is being muzzled. And it can't say it because everything's coming at you like that. And you've got to make up your mind which way you're going to go, whether you're going to be a soul man. That dated me, didn't it? <laughs> Or a spirit man. You've got to make up your mind which one you are going to be in that situation. But if you continue to walk in faith and quit going back and forth, pretty soon your soul's going to be trained. See, I don't have to fight not to drink alcohol anymore. My soul has been trained, and I'm not into getting drunk again. Are you following me? Not saying you can't have a drink. I'm just saying that I couldn't have a drink back then because it wasn't a drink. It was a few drinks. Yeah. So I'm not trying to put condemnation on it, but I'm telling you that temptation to do that is not there anymore. It works with smoking. It works with drug addiction. It works with lying. It works with anger. It works with cheating. It works with all these things. You slowly soul lines up. And once your soul lines up, you get free of those things, praise God. Hallelujah. You can do that with worry. Correct yourself when you start to worry. If nobody else is around, you know, nobody, you don't have to have two people there when you're worrying. So just pull, pull your mirror down and say, hey, quit that. Stop that. Repent of that and quit doing that. And if it talks back to you, then you know it's a miracle, praise God. <laughs> but notice your soul can be saved. Say, my soul can be saved. All right, one more. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, look at verse 20. It says, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him they are amen unto the glory of God by us. How many of the promises? What are the promises? They're not future anymore, are they? They were future from the Old Testament. Now they've, Jesus has fulfilled the law, basically. So now all the promises, they are yes. And amen. so healing is no worrying anymore is. Yes. Power is. Yes. Authority is. Yes. Amen. Oh, I just wish God would give me some authority. Pride. I wish he'd give me some power. Pride. Let's see what I can do. I'm going to pray in tongues for four years to get some power. And you'll be so tired by the time you're done, you won't even want to be a Christian anymore. Because you're trying to work your way into something again. You get this stuff by agreeing with God, by agreement, praise God. Now, what is, is, is this pride or is it faith? I'm a smoker, but I know God's going to set me free. It's pride, ain't it? Because he's already set them free. 
So they're waiting to be set free. And they just keep lighting up and lighting up and lighting up and taking drugs and taking drugs and drinking and drinking. Because someday, in the by and by, God's going to set them free. And they're sure when they die, they'll be set free. I mean, that'll be it there. But notice, you don't have to wait till you die to be set free. You don't have to wait to receive from heaven until you die. You can receive from heaven today because you're a citizen of heaven right now and everything in heaven belongs to you, praise God. So whenever you get back into pride, you've now taken the promises out of the present tense into a future tense. You follow that? God is going to do this. He's going to do that. No, God already did this. It's already provided. You are receiving it. And the way to receive is like this morning, she said, Thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. Thank you that I'm blessed. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I, I, the symptoms coming against my body, but it don't matter because you said, Lord, and I thank you that I'm healed from the top of my head. Uh, bills have come in, Lord, and I know there's bills, but I know you take care of all my needs according to your riches and glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then we say, well, do it by one o'clock, Lord, or I'm going to give up. And you get to 1259 and you're sweating. And he doesn't show up. So we throw our faith down. It doesn't work. Those people that teach faith, it's ridiculous. It, I tried it once. It didn't work for me at all. I'll tell you why. No, we're not trying it out. We live by faith. This is the way we live all the time. We live this way. We talk this way. It becomes a natural way of lifetime. You, like I say, it, it, pastors sometimes where I said, they'll say, how you doing today? I say, I don't have any more bad days. They go, oh my God. What a liar. Everybody has bad days. Everybody. Well, the Bible says today is the day the Lord has made. Why should I just go around rejoicing? Be glad in See, because we've been trained again, haven't we? Oh, being a pastor. Oh, oh my God. You don't know if you're going to make it to the next day. It's just such a rough, 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 rough. Not if you're walking by faith in the kingdom of God things. It's not a problem whatsoever. If not, maybe you better get in faith or retire. It'll kill you, praise God. See, and all this stuff, once again, we talked about before, it affects our physical body. Worry affects it. Fear affects it. All these things are eating away at your physical body because your body was never designed to have the old nature in it. It was designed to have God's nature in it. So the more we switch over from our old nature to God's nature that we now have, the better we'll feel physically, the better we'll feel mentally, the better we'll feel someplace else. But nobody ever wants to talk about that being, having anything to do with being physical, praise God. I want to live godly as much as I can so I can eat some of the stuff I like to eat that I shouldn't be eating. Make up the difference a little bit, you know? What the heck? I can't do everything perfect, you know, as far as food goes, because some foods I like, praise God. And if, and if you watch science, before they're done, you can't eat nothing. Yeah. You know that? Everything's bad for you. Yeah. Don't eat eggs. They'll kill you. Now, eggs are really good for you. Well, I gave up eggs for 10 years. I could have been eating them for 10 years, because they don't know either. God knows, because he made you. They didn't make you. They didn't do anything with you, praise God. They'll help you a little bit, but it's God who gives you the wisdom and knowledge to do what you ever want to do. So we don't want to be a prideful people. We want to be a humble people. So I'm humbly blessed this morning. Humbly filled with the Holy Ghost this morning. I'm really humbly anointed this morning. I'm humbly rich this morning. I'm peaceful this morning. Joyful this morning. Just righteous this morning. Just everything. And if you don't like it, don't blame me. I didn't do it. Blame God. He's the one that did it in my life. Get mad at him. Don't get mad at me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for taking us from achievers to receivers. 
And I thank you for all your promises that are yes and amen, thanks to the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that we're growing every single day in our, our mindset. I thank you for the saving of our soul in every single area of our life. We come into the place where we walk in the power of God every single day of our life. And we thank you for using us again this week to do more of your kingdom extension. And we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Okay. the king.